Hey, I'm Nicole Ferraro, a contributing editor at Light Reading. Welcome to What's the Story, a short podcast where we take a step back from the most significant topics in telecom to tell you the latest news, how we got here, what it all means, and what to expect next. Today, I am delighted to be joined by Light Reading's Mike Dano to discuss the significance of the FCC's $81 billion C-band auction for 5G Spectrum. With results of the auction set to be released soon, Mike is here to tell us what the outcome will mean for operators like Verizon, AT&T, and T-Mobile, why it matters, and what's likely to happen next. Mike, welcome back to the podcast. How's it going? I'm okay. How are you? Pretty good. It's great to have you. Thank you for joining. Um, So let's talk about the C-band and 5G. You recently wrote a piece saying that 5G in the U.S. will get a lot clearer by the end of March, largely because that's when um, we'll get FCC announcements about the winners of the C-band auction. So tell us a bit about the the auction and its significance, where we are in the process with the C-band auction and how U.S. operators are prepping for the results announcement. Yeah, for sure. I mean, the the importance of the C-band cannot be overstated. I think when you when you talk about 5G, I mean, this is a a monumental uh, milestone in the overall development of 5G for the U.S. market because um, the C-band is that valuable mid-band spectrum layer for all of the U.S. carriers, which is just critically important. I mean, if you look at the at 5G in a lot of the other countries w- that are recording you know, the super speedy networks, uh, it's all on mid-band. In South Korea, that that is mid-band spectrum, um, and they have some of the fastest 5G in the world. And so, I mean, the the, the and, and the mid-band is, they've, you know, the, the U.S. carriers have described the mid-band as really the, the Goldilocks spectrum because it, it covers wide geographic areas, it goes really fast, and it really does complement the low-band and high-band spectrum that we, we currently have in, in 5G in the U.S. So, and you know, really, there's only there's the, the most important number when it comes to the C band is eighty one billion dollars. That right. is the amount of money that was raised in the auction for the C band. It's um, twice as much as the as the next biggest auction that was in 2015. I mean, you know, it's just it blew past literally the it's it's twice as much as the highest expectations that anyone had going into the auction. So the, the, the importance of the C-band simply cannot be overstated for 5G in the U.S. Right, right. So let's talk about the importance as it relates to the operators in a bit more detail. Um, how will the C-band results impact the 5G strategies for Verizon and T-Mobile and AT&T this year? And um, what can you speculate about how this might shake out for them? For sure. I mean, there's been a ton of uh, speculation about who... You know, the, we all we have from the FCC is the amount and the the and which licenses were were purchased. We do not have the identity of the winning bid, winning bidders, and so uh, I think it's fair to say that literally everyone from you know Nokia to Ericsson to AT and T to the cable companies, literally everyone is just waiting for the FCC FCC to announce who the winners are for that auction. Um, we expect the, the current expectation is that that will happen, uh, later this month. Um, you know, uh, uh, or, or potentially early next month. We're not, we're not real sure when that announcement is going to happen, but it'll, you know, they'll announce it. It'll be a huge deal. And so that's when we'll find out who, who 
who bid all that money. And uh, there's a real good, uh, it's a real good bet that, that Verizon was the biggest spender. Right now, the estimates are that they spent between 40 and $50 billion, you know, of that total and, and bought the majority of the spectrum. That's that, those are the current estimates. Uh, and then the, you know, the, the guesswork is that AT&T bought uh, a lot also probably came in second. T-Bubble probably came in third. Um, probably Dish Network came in after that. Uh, one thing we did learn in the in the last few weeks is that probably the cable companies, Comcast and Charter, did not buy a lot, uh, mm-hmm. which is a surprise. People had expected them to probably spend you know a fair amount of money, but uh, now it looks like they they probably did not, based on some of the statements that they've made uh, in relation to their their quarterly earnings. Uh, it just seems like they're not they're not going to walk away with a lot of spectrum. Um, so that's a you know that's interesting, but but really we're expecting uh, Verizon to walk away. And the reason that um, that Verizon is probably the big spender is because Verizon has the the, the weakest spectrum position uh, when you compare it with AT and T and T Mobile. Verizon really needs this spectrum. They really really okay. need it for five G, and uh, and based on their financial situation, it looks like they're going to be able to you know. Dig into the couch cushions and find, you know, forty billion dollars uh, in order to buy all that spectrum. Probably uh, it, it, the the interest rates are very low, and this is a, a serious investment for them. So so probably they'll have that that money. Um, it's also a really important thing for AT and T as well uh, because they also don't have a whole a whole lot of mid band spectrum. And so uh, really, a, a big question is whether Verizon bought all of it. Uh, or whether AT&T was also able to buy some. And then and, and another big question is, uh, what C-band spectrum did Verizon buy? Because um, not all C-band spectrum is equal. There's the A block that is going to be available at the end of, of this year for commercial 5G operations. Okay. But the, the rest of it, the B and C blocks, are not going to be available until the end of 2013. Sorry, 2023. Uh, and so, uh, uh, that makes a big difference. I mean, that's a two year head start for whoever buys that a block, probably Verizon. So, uh, you know, that's another sort of outstanding question. And then when it comes to T-Mobile, um, uh, apparently they did spend a lot of money. I mean, somebody has to account for, you know, the 81 billion, but, uh, in terms of whether they need it or not, they, they are not in the same position as, uh, as Verizon because T-Mobile purchased Sprint and Sprint had a lot of mid-band spectrum. Mm-hmm. And so T-Mobile already has that spectrum and, you know, essentially whatever they buy in C-band is just going to be gravy. Uh, and really, you know, if or if uh, T-Mobile ended up buying, you know, 10 billion or so, which is what the kind of current estimates are, um, that still puts them in the lead uh, in sort of overall spectrum ownership, even after the C-band. So even, you know, even if Verizon spends $40 billion, they probably still won't catch T-Mobile in terms of overall spectrum ownership. And it's really, I mean, spectrum ownership is, is, is very important that the amount of spectrum you have is direct, you know, that directly uh, relates to how fast your service can be and how many customers you can support, how much network capacity you have. It is, it is the, uh, it's the, it's the primary, you know, most important factor in a wireless network is how much spectrum can you uh, put into it. So Verizon more than the others are, is really playing a game of catch up in this, this auction, right? 
For sure. I mean, they would not describe their position like that. <laughs> they would say, we're the network leader and we're doing great. Yes. Um, but if, if you just look at, you know, how much spectrum each carrier owns, you know, Verizon is a, is a, is a distant third at this point, especially after, you know, T-Mobile bought all that spectrum from Sprint. And so, you know, right now, uh, if you do, you know, if you look at the network testing that's done by companies like OpenSignal or Global Wireless Solutions, um, all of the networks are performing relatively equally mm-hmm. right now. Um, but uh, there are indications that T-Mobile is already starting to pull ahead because it has been uh, turning on a lot of Sprint Spectrum. And so, you know, most people expect that 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 difference to just, you know, continue to grow Unless the C band, and, and so this, the timing of the C band is really important because, you know, if Verizon can put it into operation at the end of this year, the lead that T-Mobile might have, you know, might be a little bit smaller, uh, depending on how fast Verizon can put that spectrum into action, or, or whoever won the A block. Yeah. Um, but really, you know, T-Mobile has a lead right now, and it's and you know, it, we'll, we'll see if it loses its lead after the C band results. But uh, okay. yeah, they're in the lead. they're the one to beat right now. <laughs> So then last question for you, all three companies you mentioned in your, your article have analyst events scheduled for the coming weeks. So what are you going to be listening for with respect to their 5G plans? Oh, yeah. So uh, the, the, uh, I, I, the, I'm clearing my calendar for those, <laughs> for those events. I am, I, you know, in the world, in the tiny little niche world of 5G, these, th- this is going to be a seminal month coming up. We're probably going to get these. Uh, analyst uh, uh, analyst events uh, sort of in the middle of March, um, and and an analyst event is is a is a big deal. It's usually held every year. A lot of companies do analyst events, and what it is is they just sort of trot out their strategy for the year. Here's what mm-hmm. you know. Here's what we're going to do. Here's what we're looking at. Here's they introduce all the people who are leading different initiatives, um, and so it's it is really a very clear snapshot into the into the next year. And all of the carriers are doing it right after the C-band, which again, just, you know, reflects the importance of the C-band. They're, they're waiting for the results to be announced, and then they're all having their analyst conference right afterward. And so mm-hmm. that means that C-band is an, a, an intensely important part of all of their um, strategies for this year and, you know, for, for the foreseeable future, really. Yeah. And so, you know, from Verizon will be anxiously awaiting to see whether they have that a block or not how fast they might put it into action and uh, what else we might you know see from them this year how the c band might play with their other spectrum bands and and really how they're going to make money from 5g and this you know the same is true with at&t and t-mobile um, with at&t we'll probably hear about hbo max some more and how that might work with 5g and mm-hmm. how they might build out their c band uh, t-mobile is uh, i think i think we can Pretty, we're pretty sure that we're going to hear from them about their their fixed wireless deployment, their streaming TV service, uh, and and what other markets they're going to target. But but they'll also, if they have any C band, they'll talk about the deployment of that C band. And and really, I think the you know the big takeaway from these analyst events is, you know, we'll get a lot of the nitty gritty details, but uh, this is the opportunity to find out how they're going to make money from 5G because right now uh, the, the, the money may, you know, the, the, the end goal is to make money, right. Right. For these companies. And we really don't know how that's going to happen real, real clearly because 
you know, they're not charging extra for 5G. It's just built into the plan. It's, uh, you know, we just, we don't have a lot of the, the important details about, about, you know, the return on investment. And so these analyst events ultimately are, you know, a, a really, a, a really important way for everybody to find out what's the plan here. How, how is this going to, you know, how are you going to make back this $81 billion that they're collectively spending on the spectrum? Yeah. Well, that sounds like a, another great topic for us to get into another day. I'll, I'll release you into your day for now, but um, where the 5G well, no streams are going. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Mike. I really appreciate your time and we'll be looking to you to make uh, more sense of this for us going forward. Awesome. Sounds good. Thank you. Thank you again, Mike Dano, for taking the time to be on the show today. Thank you as well to our producer, Tian Fu, for making this episode. And thank you all for listening. If you like what you heard, please leave us a review, share this episode with a colleague or friend, and subscribe to the Light Reading Podcast for more episodes of What's the Story and interviews and insights from the Light Reading team. That's the story for now. We'll see you next time.